Hey y'all, welcome to Book World, The Great Escape. And today is June 22nd. We have a special guest today, Jaina Morrow. Welcome, Jaina. And Hi. to start, um, Mike, I'm gonna let you start with your weekend. How was your weekend? Well, we spent the week in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina with temperatures in the mid to low 80s and uh, on the beach and uh, with my brother and sister-in-law and I actually saw rain, which is a rare event here in, uh, in East Texas here of late. So uh, it was awesome. I mean, the weather was the sea breeze. Uh, it was uh, perfect weather. We had a great time. Nice. Jana, how was yours? Wonderful. I have a family in visiting from North Carolina, and I'll be going to North Carolina next month. So, Ooh. yes, Carolinas are very nice. Yes. Unfortunately, Texas is not so much. I don't normally wear my hair up, <laughs> but today I'm like, you know what? It's just we're already on Hell's front porch, and it's not even July yet. Oh, so yeah. It just to me is brutal. I'm like, this sucks. We're having so, August weather in, in June. Yes, and which makes me very nervous <laughs> as to what July and August will bring. Um, so this weekend, for those who didn't know, I got to go to Fan Expo Dallas this weekend, and I got to meet Sean Aston. Everybody has their top 10 list. He has been my number one. So for my 50th birthday celebration, it was just an epic way to kind of start to wrap up the end of the month because I celebrate all month long. Um, so speaking of that, uh, we're doing a YouTube deal. So if you subscribe to my YouTube channel, which some of you are watching it now, if not, find the post and the YouTube is in there. Click that. Make sure to subscribe. Take a screenshot and email it to me to C-J-P-E-T-E-R-S-O-N-W-R-I-T-E-S at yahoo.com. And you'll be entered in for two things. Number one, if you're not in my newsletter you'll be entered into the newsletter and number which is bi-weekly i don't spam and number two is that you will be entered into a giveaway for a ten dollar amazon gift card i will spin the wheel of names live on the 29th at 11 o'clock on youtube so make sure to do all that so you subscribe to my youtube take a screenshot and email it to me and you're entered i will send you a confirmation and you're good to go and you have a chance to win a free $10. I mean, come on. <laughs> Can't beat that. On Amazon, you can pretty much find everything except for gasoline. So it's all good. But yes, for my birthday, my super hubby got me an autograph picture of Sean Astin. And I got to meet him. And I explained to him that it took us three hours to get there. I told these guys earlier. Three hours to get there. I just turned 50. So 50 years to meet him. And two sprained ankles I braved to make sure to meet him. And he's like, so in other words, you've gone through the fires of Mordor. We're back in the Shire and we're drinking ale. And I said, yes. And it was just, it was very cool. He was a very <laughs> neat guy. It was definitely a good experience. So That's definitely awesome. worth, worth the two sprained ankles that I've been in pain with for the last three days. So every minute of it. So my next one is going to be Comic Conroe, I believe is when my next appearance is going to be. Mike, when's yours? Uh, it's July 7th, the Longview Art Walk. Okay, we'll and you're going to be in Bear Bank? The uh, Lobby, and it's from 5 to 8. Awesome. Jana, when's your next? I don't have any lined up. Okay. That's not a bad thing. <laughs> Nothing to report at this time. I'm okay, working that works. on several manuscripts, and so that's my, my focus right now is to try to get as, 
as many of these books done as possible so I can move on to the next step in my career. So. Awesome. Well, I know as part of your process, you kind of enlist some beta readers, which is our topic for today. Would you yeah. mind explaining to those listening, first of all, what is a beta reader and how do you use them? Absolutely. So I use both beta readers and critique partners. Are we going to talk about both of those today? Uh, no, we'll stick with beta readers. We've we'll kind of already, readers. we've already touched on the critique group. Okay. Okay, good. All right. So beta readers, um, those are your, your, your non-professionals. Um, people that are not writers, they just enjoy reading. And, um, and I guess writers can be beta readers, but we have to be, it has to be the special kind that can turn off that writer brain and just be able to enjoy a book as a reader. It's really hard for me to do. I really can't beta read for anybody. <laughs> um, I can't even watch a movie without analyzing the beats and the story structure in it. I'm just ruined for life. So, um, but we, we do need the, those people that are just, that are just readers that just love books and love to read and can, and really know good story and have, you know, good instincts when it comes to story and they can help you out. So, um, so they're non-professionals, they're just readers and they have um, some very valuable insights that they can provide for writers. Good. And so how does the, uh, two things, number one, how does a writer actually enabled them to be used and how can a reader become a beta reader? Yes. Okay. So, um, they can give you the way you can use your, your, um, beta readers is they're going to give you basically like summaries of their thoughts as they're reading. And they're going to tell you, you know, what they love and what worked for them and what doesn't work for them. Kind of, um, just big picture type comments. They're not going to you know, really hit on the grammar, punctuation, you know, that kind of thing. Although they can spot, you know, plot holes if something um, doesn't sound right. And they just might not be able to tell you how to fix it, but they can point it out for you, which is invaluable. Because a lot of times when we are writing, we, we have this whole world in our brains and we don't necessarily get the whole world onto the page. And there's some things that really need to be there and we might have missed those things and so they're reading it and they're going what did she mean here and they can just make that little comment out to the side not sure what you meant here or you know what does this look like again i'm really having trouble picturing this and so they can kind of point those things out for you it's not writerly advice by any means but it is um it's just it's like big picture what works what doesn't work what they enjoyed so um, that's definitely how I would utilize them. Um, they need to come before the professional edit so mm -hmm. they can help you get things cleaned up. Um, that's when I would, when I would use them. So how does an author find them? Yes. Okay. So I have um, some places that, um, that I go, you can look in, um, in readers groups. A lot of times the fan pages of, certain types of authors that write the same thing as you and they have their um you know their fan groups on facebook twitter instagram all the social media places are excellent places to find readers anywhere in goodreads anywhere you see uh writers just kind of uh talking about books and how much they enjoy books then you might can jump in and go hey i see that you are in this this stephanie meyer you know fan club or whatever i have this book it's a teen romance about vampires. I 
would you like to read it and tell me what your thoughts are? And so those are those are good, um, good things, especially if you are already in the group interacting, you know what happens in this group and you see these people on there talking about things. And so then you can jump in when you find one that is, you know, similar to what you're writing, jump in and say, hey, I, my book is like this. Would you hmm. like to, you know, would right. you like to read it? I, uh, well, I was going to say, I saw you give a presentation uh, <laughs> at the East Texas Writers Association in Longview yes. about three years ago on beta readers. Yes. And one of the things that I noticed that you did that uh, perhaps you can elucidate a little bit more on is mm -hmm. uh, with your beta readers, you have it very structured in that you have questions yes. uh, and you have stages. You have questions on the first stage mm -hmm. reading questions on a second stage reading, and then I think a final stage, if I'm recalling correctly. Can you uh, describe yeah. that? You could, yeah, you could go on, have a, you know, as many rounds as you need to until they, until they stop finding problems, you could you just keep <laughs> going. But um, so what I have done in COVID kind of knocked that out. It's really hard to find people and you think it would be the opposite because, you know, when we were shut down, you think people were would be reading more, but that hasn't been that hasn't been the case. But betas are precious when you find them, treat them well, and um, and hold on to them, and maybe they'll keep reading for you. Um, but what I like to do is go ahead and set up your questions and everything ahead of time, and decide how you're going to present those questions to them. So um, you can use Google Forms if you're a Google person, and um, I don't do like my main writing in Google. But when I'm working with beta readers, I do like to use Google because it has some added protection features in there. And then also it is really easy to, sh to share um, with multiple people at a time and be able to keep track of all of this information as it's coming in. So but you can do it by email if you're not a Google person. Just go ahead and um, and set up, you know, what all questions do you want to ask for um, each chapter or each section? Um, and do that ahead of time so that it just kind of streamlines the process. As soon as that, as soon as one beta reader is done with that first section, then you can have the questions for the next section ready to go. And so um, make sure that all your questions are kind of opinion based questions and that you're not leading them. Okay. Um, you don't want to kind of put ideas into their head. You want to know what are the, what are you, what were you thinking as you were reading? So you kind of want to have, um, you want to, you know, not, you want to lead them, but not herd them. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you don't want to, you know, open-ended, kind of open-ended questions. Open yeah. More open-ended would, um, would work better, but go ahead and have all of that set up ahead of time. And then that streamlines the process for you when you're, you're in it, because they're not all going to finish. They may all start at the same time, but they're not all going to uh, progress at the same rate. I mean, I've had beta readers that, you know, they could do several chapters a day, you know, and they like to just knock them out and they don't want to have to wait for everybody else. So go ahead and, and have all of that done ahead of time. Okay. My question is, how do you protect your work? Because I've yes. had authors get their work stolen. And so I'd imagine that'd be some hesitancy and yeah. enlisting in beta readers. Yes. So I um, let me scroll down. So I made notes. I made notes about all of this because you know how do you, you got to you got to make sure you protect your baby mm -hmm. <laughs> while you're working with all of these um, 
volunteers where it, which I went to this, um, this legal website. And so they said, you know, if you're, if you're working with people that you're paying like professional editors and stuff like that, then you'll have contracts with these people that will include, um, you know, the copyright, not yeah, that kind of thing. But if you're working with like volunteers, which is what beta readers are, are these unpaid professionals, you know, what do you do? Well, the, according to this, this, this website is, you know, all you need is a simple letter or an email with some kind of confidentiality wording in it. So it'll be like, you know, you know, you are reading um, an unpublished work um, and um, do not share or, um, or copy or print or anything. And then they just need to respond with some kind of um, affirmation, like, yes, I understand, you know, that kind of thing. And then you're good. I mean, you're protected as as much as you can be protected. Even even published authors get stuff ripped off in other countries. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, a book is published here in America and, you know, people from South America, they don't obey our um, <laughs> copyright laws. So um, so you're going to you're going to have to worry about that, whether you're published or not, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But um, there's also a. a um, a lawyer who has spoken to some of our groups and I cannot remember his name, but he said, you know, your work is copyrighted the second you type it. Mm -hmm. And so um, I used to think that you had to get kind of the poor man's copyright where you mail it to yourself. Right. And then you, um, you don't open it. But um, I was sitting with him at a table one time and he said that that does not, that does, that's not effective. That does not work. So, don't worry about spending all that money to mail something to yourself. It's interesting. Uh, I would have thought that would have done it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's it going to hurt, right? I mean, I guess you could still do it and just and just have that there just as extra protection. But it, in and of itself, it's not going to completely. What if you put it on like a jump drive? Because doesn't the properties already have a date and time on it? Yeah. And so does email and like um, so does your email and Google and all of that kind of stuff. It's it's time stamped. Um, that's another reason why when I'm sharing with betas and people that I have not met in, you know, in, in real life, <laughs> like I know, I know them online, but I haven't met them, you know, in real life and everything. I like to use Google. You can turn on a feature when you're sharing a document in Google that, um, let me get the list of all things that it will, that it will do here. So hold on just one second here. You can, re- um, it has protective features that keep you from, re- um, you can remove sharing you can make it view only, comment only, turn off ability to print, download, copy, and share. So you can revoke oh, all, nice. of those, all of those rights. So um, so that is a little bit, and you know, unless they want to just get their phone, you know, and take, you know, pictures of the screen. Screenshots tediously taken. And type all this. I mean, they would have to go to a lot through a lot of trouble to um, to rip off your work. And then you still have you know, proof that it's yours. Right. Um, another thing that I do is I go ahead and share it with um, the people I know in real life first. So that would be my um, family members that like to read for me and that kind of thing. Basically, they're my they're my witnesses. They're my first uh, my first paper trail. You know, I've, I'll send it to these people that I know that, you know, I can pull them into court if I need to and say, hey, we read that. We read that four years ago when she wrote it, you know, mm-hmm. Um but um, I haven't I haven't heard any horror stories um, yet. So I be I know you have. <laughs> I, I have. I have not heard any yet. I, it does in the. It's always in the back of my mind. But 
I have gotten such valuable input that it's worth it. It is worth it to me. I had a friend who um, is her one group. Somebody had done that and she didn't know who it was. So the next time she used the same exact group and she changed something in each one of the ones that she sent to figure out who it was. And that's how she figured it out. So, so, so Jaina, uh, you've been, mm -hmm. how long, how long have you been using beta readers to, uh, re to review your work? Uh, I would say probably about four years, okay. four or five years. Yeah. So, so do you have, I know you mentioned your family members. Do you have some regular beta readers that you go to, uh, that, that, that are pretty regular readers for you? Yes. I have some coworkers and friends too, that are, that are not, um, writers. They're just readers. Have you noticed, uh, because I'd had some beta readers prior to COVID. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, it seems like since COVID and I don't know why, cause you kind of alluded to this, but it seems like, uh, beta readers are much harder to come by nowadays. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know, uh, you touched on a little bit, maybe people don't read as much. You'd have thought, as you said, they would have read more during COVID. Mm -hmm. But uh, it, it seems like what I have seen is that the, the person who reads and who likes to read, for example, and say, yeah, I'll, I'll beta read for you, has been replaced by those who want to get paid to read. Mm -hmm. uh, is that something that you've noticed, that kind of trend has followed that, you know, if I'm not paid, I'm not going to be a beta reader? Yeah, I've I've heard, I've seen those where it's like paid beta reading, and I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I mean, <laughs> so I haven't I haven't really looked really deep into it because I'm not going to pay for for beta readers. I mean, you, you they already get a free book. Well, I don't know why they would need more than that, and they're really not having to do a whole whole lot. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or um, even reviewers too. I mean, yeah, same I, way. I yeah. put up on my website that you know contact me and we'll, we'll talk, but you know, that does take a lot of time reading mm -hmm. an actual book and yeah. fighting with the Amazon gods to make sure that the review gets up and whatnot, but it's not the same idea with beta readers. If they're only reading like a little section here, or a little section there and answering some questions. So mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, it's, it's unique. It is. I've, I've reduced the number of questions um, because I used to have, a lot of questions for every chapter and they just don't want, they don't want to take that much time. And I understand that. Yeah. And they are, they are doing this for free out of the goodness of their heart. So, you know, I would say, you know, make a list of your, your top questions and then try to just narrow it down to like the main things that you need, that you need to know, keep it to a minimum. I mean, of course you want more than just a sentence or two from them because it's not going to help you if they can't, really right. share with you their ideas, but you don't want to overburden them right. either. That was one of the things I noticed uh, because I had started doing beta readers about the same time you did. And uh, it wasn't that hard at first, but I did notice and it's been consistent with questions. And I think the, the questions uh, like in your presentation to the East Texas Writers Association, I thought that was I thought that was great. I mean, because uh, otherwise it's just scattershoot. It's not focused, you know, mm -hmm. but if they get questions, mm -hmm. it's like work. 
It goes from, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I like to read, but then it goes to work. So uh, reducing the number of questions, I think, helps a little bit, but I'm not sure, it, you know, I'm not sure that, uh, uh, like, so what, what I experienced was it was still, because, okay, I had 10 beta readers, and then once, and, and four might answer the questions, you know, so, uh, and anyway, I, I just felt like, well, if you can't do that, what's the point in having you as a beta reader? So, mm -hmm. uh, and that's why I asked, do you have like regular followers that yeah. you can turn to on that? Yeah, I have four that are, I have two coworkers and two family members that are, that like to read everything that, that I write and I can always count on them. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's your core. If you've got, you know, at least a handful that you can count on every single time to be honest with you and, and to read your stuff then you're you're doing good and then try to pull in as 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 many more as you can so from the reader's perspective how do they become a beta reader for like their favorite author do they just ask or how do how does the reader go about doing that from the reader's yeah, side it's, as far a lot of authors start their like street teams i think that's the the term for it i haven't mm -hmm. i haven't started an official street team myself but um but i have some friends that are on some street teams and um they'll you know it's amazing if, if people are fans they'll do all kinds of stuff for their favorite their favorite authors you know and you can get them to do all kinds of things oh yeah but uh i don't think i'm quite big enough to have a, a street team but um but yeah that that is one way if you're if you are just a reader you love reading and you want to help an author out uh, maybe go to their their fan page and um and send a message or, you know, post on there. Hey, I'm available to read for you. I'd love to be a part of your street team. You know, how can I help? Um, that would be an excellent way for them. Um, you can go on. Uh, I'm not super familiar with good Goodreads. Um, I use it to keep track of books that I want to read and stuff. But as far as getting on author fan pages and things, I'm, I haven't fit figure that out, but you can, you can get on Google, uh, I'm sorry, Goodreads. You can go to any of the social media outlets are great. And then right. the, the Facebook fan pages, I think would be the, the best thing or the Facebook groups that are by genre, you know, like they have a uh, swoony fantasy romance. I mean, they get pretty specific, you know, on, um, on Facebook and you can find authors that way. Mm -hmm. If you uh, are just if you're just a reader and you're wanting to interact with authors, you know, go go to some of their fan pages and um, you will find them there. And they are always needing people to read for them. I guarantee you. The um, yeah, Harlequin no. has a community um, plotter, you know, plotter life that there's local book clubs like the Longview Book Club has um, a Facebook page and and just get on there as a as a reader get on there and just ha say hey i'm just i'm just a reader and i'll read what you have let me know <laughs> now see i've heard a different term street team for me is like the ones that send out posts like twitter and oh, facebook okay. and instagram so i haven't quite heard that phrase put on for beta readers just kind of for those who are listening that it, you need to clarify yeah. what that means to whichever author because it might be something different to another one if you're on a street team, they usually will send you advanced reader copies as that's <coughs> benefits. And so you get to read that and, and in advance. So 
so but you might be able to establish a relationship where you could then be a beta reader mm-hmm. for the author as the author already knows that you could be trusted that you're you know a member of their street team so if you're really wanting to i think that would probably be more helpful for these bigger authors that it's mm-hmm. you know it's harder it's harder to to get in with some of with some of them you know well and the advanced reader copies also known as arcs for those listening um those are already copyrighted those will have the isbn number already be on there the copyright will already be in it so it's a lot less dangerous i guess you could say (laughs) yeah to send out and protect your work but i'm i'm one of those who very few people ever read the book before it's actually physically published. I just, I've, I've heard horror stories and yeah, there's a lot of well, work that goes into a book and is. I don't want to. Well, you know, you know um, Mark Twain, um, he, a lot of people think he's a British author because his books would come out in England first, but he was just really just clever. Cause they would, at that time, they wouldn't recognize our, our um, publishing laws. And so he published his books in England first and then America, so that they wouldn't um, rip him off. So <laughs> that's smart. Yeah. yeah. So I guess it's really important when you're looking for beta readers that you're quite clear about the genre that you're writing in. Yeah, you want them to be already familiar with your genre, and 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 just you know they know what they they know what they like to see in the in that particular genre. And so if they're not familiar with the genre, they may think that something in your book is is okay and it's the standard and the norm, but really it's a huge no-no and and so or vice versa. So you know, you could they can catch those things for you. Right. And you when you uh, first started, you were describing beta reading, uh, their beta readers and their value to you. Can you um, like pick out one or two of the most important things of value that you have that you get from your beta readers what would you rank as the number one or number two uh, uh, things that you get that help you with your writing that you uh, value from beta readers yeah plot holes and consistency would be probably the main two because they they read those and they can find um, any kind of plot holes that you have in there things that don't make sense and that is very valuable because there, there's, I mean, there was one scene when I was writing The Corpse at Caddo Lake that it was like the same scene, but it encompassed morning and noon and night because there had been several versions of this scene where I had tried it several different ways, setting it in the morning, setting it at lunchtime, setting it in the evening after dark. And then when you're a writer and you've written and rewritten and rewritten your your story sometimes things get mixed up you know and it's things like that just consistency hey i thought you said this was morning and she's over here drinking a glass of wine i mean which well it's a good way you know it might be one of those days but most yeah. likely she's Five not going to be drink, drinking wine yeah. in the morning <laughs> Well, we have like two minutes left. Is okay. there any gold nugget or something that you would like people to take as a takeaway? Yeah, just don't, just don't be afraid to work with beta readers. Um, they will help you develop thick skin in this business and you really need it. And, um, and, and as a writer, if you've been kind of on the fence of it, maybe send not your baby that you're, you know, that's their most important to you, but maybe, you know, your little stepchild manuscript over here, send that out and just see how, 
you know, what kind of response you get and see if you can learn and grow from it. And, you know, just, you, just try it. Give it a try. Yeah. So we've talked about three different ways to get your manuscript kind of polished. One of them is Mike's favorite, which is critiques. And yours is beta readers. Mine is getting a content and a copy editor, two different ones to mm -hmm. come and flip through them. So there are many ways to do it, and there are many ways to utilize it. We just want to make sure to dive into beta readers so people understood what we were talking about when we mentioned them. Um, another way thing to think about is authors, when we mentioned before, the pantser versus planners. Um, Mike and I are the pantsers, and remember I always said there was a poster child of the person who had like the color code post-it notes? That would be Miss Jana down there. <laughs> She's the poster child planner. <laughs> so yes, for those watching, and you've heard us mention stuff like that before, that, that's who it is. So it's Miss Jana down there. And she's, bless her heart, it gives me hives, but, you know, <laughs> it works. You know, but the, the point is that it, different things work for different authors. Right. And, you know, what is the author comfortable with? What is, you know, the best way? There's no one way to do one thing. You know, everyone's like, well, you have to have this rule. Um, I don't follow rules. I don't even follow guidelines. I tend to just throw it all out the window and just do my thing. And so, you know, every author is different. Just what That's works right. for them. Right. Um, so thank you so much for coming on to Jane. How can people yeah. find you online? Well, I'm on Facebook. Um, Jane Amaro Writes is my um, handle for most of my social media. And I'm also on Instagram and Twitter a little bit. LinkedIn, I saw you on as well. <laughs> I'm not very active on LinkedIn. I've, I think I abandoned that many years ago. I need to update it. <laughs> So Facebook, Facebook and Instagram are the main are ones. Big ones. Twitter a little bit. I'm learning. There you go. Always learn something. So next week, we're going to be doing one of my favorite segments, which is book reviews. So Mike and I are going to each be bringing a book in to review. And so stay tuned next week. Same place you found us today at 1 p.m. Central Time on June 29th. Jana, thank you so much for joining us You're today. Welcome. And I hope you guys enjoyed the idea of beta readers. Find your favorite author and ask them, do they enlist beta readers? You might be able to find, you know, if you've got a new job to do. Right. So. <laughs>